Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Did you know we release videos every week just for M Plus subscribers? To watch us answering your questions and showing you how to do things, head to the link in the episode description. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, the podcast for your face. I'm Shazzy Hunt, which means today I'll be asking an expert all about a beauty topic of interest. And today's topic is one we've actually had a few requests for and we're always happy to oblige. So up for discussion is cosmetic tattooing. And this is a really interesting topic because if you wind back the clock, say, 15 plus years ago, this procedure probably wasn't very mainstream and it probably wasn't always amazingly executed. But in more recent years, and particularly as many of us strive to attain that very full looking brow, cosmetic tattooing has become a much more commonplace beauty procedure. So on that note, may I introduce you to Lisa Millington, who is an accredited advanced cosmetic tattooist and trainer who runs her own cosmetic tattoo clinic in Melbourne. Lisa, welcome to the You Beauty podcast. Thanks, Jazzy. Thanks for having me. So some people might have heard of it referred to as permanent makeup, but that's the same as cosmetic tattooing, right? We call it semi-permanent. We aren't allowed to call it permanent okay even though it can last up to 20 years depending on the way it is um, executed wow okay so what exactly is cosmetic tattooing what are we doing here you can do it either do it manually or you can do it by machine the manual technique is feather touch which you apply small strokes in the shape of their eyebrow it's probably more for gaps in eyebrows it doesn't give you a defined look but it can fill the gaps that people where they don't grow their hair and it can give you that 3D look. The machine type, that's implants with a needle, basically like body tattooing but it's more superficial. They're the two kind of main types and you would decide which type you were using depending on the area of the body or the face you're tattooing? That's correct. You can use microblading on everywhere including eyebrows, eyeliner and lips Wait, wait, so microblading is the device one. Yeah. There are so many technical names in this. (laughs) I know. That's the handheld tool, okay? You can use it. People use it all over the world. Basically, that is just done with implanting the ink manually into the eyebrow or to the lip or to the eyeliner. Okay. So where are the areas you mentioned, the brows, the eyeline, the lips? Are these the key areas of the face where cosmetic tattooing is done? Are there any others? Paramedical, which is great for areola, for ladies or men, had mexectomies, a lift, anything to do with the breast area, we can actually get the same colour or the the same pigment colour to match what they had before. Yeah. The same with scarring, vitiligo, which is a colouring of the skin that's not um, coloured. So it can be used not just to kind of replicate the look of makeup, 
but even just to correct some skin colouring abnormalities. It's just not for vanity. Yeah. Okay. So it can be for women who have lost their their hair because of chemotherapy, Mm. things like that. For women who have arthritis, stroke or other conditions because they get tremors when they're putting on their makeup. Yeah. So they can't actually put it on without it being all over the place. Women with vision problems who are blind or who have cataracts may also be good candidates. Yeah. Tattooing will also help women who have allergies or hypersensitivity to makeup. Ah. I know female athletes and other physically um, active women who are turning to permanent cosmetics these days. Outside of those kind of reasons, what's the main reason someone will come to you and say, I'm looking at getting cosmetic tattooing done? What are they trying to achieve? To um, enhance their beauty. Basically wake up with makeup. Yeah. Not have to spend all that time, 20 minutes in the morning, to actually put it on. It sounds like the dream. They can just get up and walk out the door, have the shower and walk out the door. So a huge time-saving benefit there too. Absolutely. That's mainly the reason why they have it done. I get many clients say to me, you have saved me 30 minutes in the morning. And that adds up. Like 30 minutes every morning would add up really fast. I have to know, though, what's the difference between cosmetic tattooing and regular body tattooing? Are they the same? Essentially, they are the same. They both puncture the skin and deposit pigment resulting in a permanent tattoo or semi-permanent, as we call it, in cosmetic tattooing. But the method of deposit and depth of colour implanted do differ. Machines used are usually different to allow for more of a shallow pigment when we come to cosmetic tattooing, where in regular tattooing it will go lower. We stay in the um, between the epidermis and the dermis where a body tattoo would go beneath there and it lasts longer, a lot longer. Tattoos are permanent, so why isn't it the same for cosmetic tattooing? Is it because they're not reaching that deeper level of the skin? That's correct. Cosmetic tattooing pigment, we call it, is biodegradable as opposed to traditional tattoo pigment. That can be made out of anything from carbon to absolutely anything. This means that your skin will gradually break it down over time. So we lose the colour. It oxidises and can change its colour to a, a green or a blue or a pink if the body doesn't take it all out completely. Let's talk about brows because I feel like this modern brow shape we're all searching for has been a huge contributor to cosmetic tattooing just taking off in recent years. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. It's since the 1970s. It started pretty much in the US. Obviously, it's been around since um, BC. However, it started taking off in the 1920s and then came back very favourably in the 1970s in the US and has made its way here. We are still behind a little bit in in Australia, but the eyebrows have just taken over the world, especially where we wear masks now. Yeah. And all we see is eyebrows. Yeah. The young people, they just want beautiful, beautiful eyebrows. And very full eyebrows with no sparse bits, which I guess is where cosmetic tattooing really shines. Yeah. The microblading won't give you that full look Mm. where the powder ombre is perfect. I'm glad you mentioned this because these terms are so similar sounding and there's so many of them. There's microblading, brow feathering, micro shading, ombre combination. 
So what's the difference between them? Are they the same or are they close cousins? Microblading feather touch or feathering is a manual technique. This is done by inserting strokes with a hand tool. Okay. Each stroke is inserted in the direction of the natural hair growth in order to achieve hyper-realistic results. Amazing. This look is excellent for clients who just want gaps filled. It won't give you any definition. Mm -hmm. And then going on to either a misty brow or an ombre brow. Misty brows create a soft and natural powder look. Most cases, powdered brows is a natural way to have fuller brows without needing to use makeup daily. In the olden days, which we used to do a block brow, so it's come a long way since the block brow, now it's called a powder brow. Basically, same technique, just very, very light scratching on the skin, though. And what about combination? Combination's a great way to go. This technique is for clients who wish to have a more natural look and have definition. So at the front or the head of the brow, you will have hair strokes, microblading, or you can do it with a machine. And then you can powder the, the sides and the tail. So the middle of the brow, and then we go to the tail, and it can look fantastic. This is a good point to ask our listener question for the week. It goes, I want to get cosmetic eyebrow tattooing done. What's the best and most long-lasting and needs the least frequent touch-ups? I would say in today's society is the ombre brow. It creates a soft and yet defined gradient powdered look. Starting at the tail, the colour gradually becomes lighter as you get to the middle, and then from the middle it gets to the front. It's a very natural way to have fuller brows without needing to use makeup. This technique is great for clients who do not wish to fill their brows in, and it's very, very soft makeup look. But if you do not want to fill your brows in ever, then you would want a powder brow, which is not gradient. It's a complete colour all over. Which one has the least maintenance required? They all have the same maintenance. They all have to be looked after. Firstly, within the first 28 days, thereafter, they have to be looked after. Let's walk through this in-clinic experience of having a cosmetic tattooing procedure done. I know we've really talked about brows, so let's stick with it. Tell me what would happen if you went in for an appointment. Okay, so you would have a consultation. Some people do their consultations beforehand or they can do it on the phone. When they come in, you would talk about what they would like, if they would want something more permanent, maybe something like the um, hair strokes, which are uh, not as permanent, but they still can leave a, a residue and it can be a darker residue than actually went into the skin because once it actually goes into the skin, it doesn't stay the same. It kind of bleeds through the skin. It doesn't capsulate all the time. So once you've done your consultation, they will um, have brought their anaesthetic in with them. We would get them to apply the anaesthetic. What's the anaesthetic? They get it from a compound chemist. It's probably just lignocaine. It's just a topical lignocaine that they can put on before they come in or they can apply it when they are in here. And it's absolutely necessary in order to yeah, be able to I think start so. with the pain? I've had it done, so I don't want to have it done without anaesthetic. And then what happens? Okay, so once that's been on for 20, 30 minutes, we start to map out our brows. It's the biggest part of creating the perfect brow for the perfect face. So we map it. It's called the golden ratio. So the golden ratio offers the key to finding balance and the symmetry. 
It's a mathematical rule that allows you to map things so that they are always proportional. Everybody knows that we are asymmetric. So this helps us. And this is how we are taught these days, which is the most important part of the whole procedure. And Mm. that can take somebody up to half an hour, even longer, if they've just started out. Yeah, we use measuring tape, we use a caliper, we use a ruler, and we find out the distance between the eyes and then the measurements in relation to the ears and the nose. Brows should begin directly above the middle of your nostrils and where the corner of the nostril connects with the outer corner of the eye. I know it doesn't make any sense to probably anybody out there except if you're doing what we're doing. But I'm kind of pleased to hear it, even if I don't fully understand how you figure out the golden ratio. It's good to know that so much thought has to go into it to get that shape right because you are essentially doing something that's going to be there a long time. So you don't want to get it wrong. (laughs) Once we've done the shaping, we then lay them down and we actually start tattooing them. The whole procedure shouldn't take longer than an hour and a half. In between, I do sit my clients up. I check the brows. I ask them to check their brows, make sure that the measurement, and I haven't lost anything while I'm actually tattooing it. And then we lay back down. And then at the end of the the session, we sit up, we check them together, we take photos, and we make another appointment for their top-up in four weeks. Four weeks for the next one? Four to six weeks. It also depends on their age. So if, if you're a little bit younger, then you can come back a little bit earlier, probably four weeks. But the older the person, it takes the longer to heal. And they may have some disabilities. In some cases, will take longer to heal. Once you've had that top up at four weeks, how long do you expect then the results to last after that? One to three years. Wow. It all depends on the ink, the skin type, the method and the experience of the technician. Is there recovery or downtime in that immediate aftermath? The downtime, as in colour-wise, the pigment is quite dark. Uh There will be maybe redness for an hour or two and we walk them through all the aftercare before they leave, making sure that they do do the right thing. The aftercare is essential with cosmetic tattooing for it to last. What is it? Keeping the area dry, antiseptic cream. They need to clean them but not washing them with anything but a Q-tip, just wiping across them. They do need to clean them daily and they need to do it before they reapply their cream. How long does that aftercare procedures need to go for? People do it differently. Some people even do a dry heel where they don't put anything on them. Everybody does their own little thing and everything evolves. One day somebody's doing something and the next day somebody's doing something. There is no right or wrong way even to do the microblading or the machine tattooing. Everybody has their own definition and how they've been taught over the years. The question I've been dying to ask through all this, what's the ballpark cost for cosmetic tattooing? I don't have a ballpark. You can probably start from $350. I've heard lately that they're charging $2,000. Wow. In my opinion, you don't need to pay $2,000. I'd (laughs) say the ballpark figure is probably $750. We've talked about brows so much today, but liner and lips, is this something that is as commonly done? The ombre lip is becoming very, very popular. It's just basically taking over brows at the moment and it can look absolutely beautiful. 
like with the lip fillers to enhance, we enhance with the colour. And the eyeliner, same. As I said before, if people can't put eyeliner on, they get to a certain age and they can't see properly, something like that. It just makes sense to get it done. That's if they wear that. Are there any risks involved with having cosmetic tattooing done, especially in that eye or lip area? With any cosmetic tattooing, there are risks. We should do a patch test just to make sure that they're not allergic to any of the pigment, which we use, um, and we use iron oxide, titanium oxide, and also organic pigments. Probably allergy is probably the biggest risk, and a lot of people with allergies get it done because of that fact because they're allergic to makeup. With some of the cosmetic tattoo pigments, if you're having an MRI, for instance, it may tingle. So (laughs) I've had an MRI and it hasn't affected me whatsoever and I have everything done (laughs) and I never felt anything, but they do say that that can happen. I'd love to know a bit about how it fades over time and what it looks like. Is it noticeable that it's fading? When you look in the mirror, you probably don't see it unless you're looking through a micro mirror. But somebody may come up to you and say, well, why are your eyebrows gone pink? And you say, well, that means that it's time for a top up. (laughs) Basically, that's all it is. So you'd come back in, you'd ring your technician and you'd say, I think it's time for a top up. Where can I book in? It's got a little bit pinkish. It's got a little bit greenish. But all of that can be corrected. So there's myths out there that it has to be lasered off all the time. Obviously, depending on how saturated it is. Most corrections can be done these days without having laser. If it's very bad, then obviously laser. And so you would do that and then start again fresh? Absolutely. You wouldn't have to take the whole brow off. You would take parts of the brow because, as I said, everything evolves. So in 10 years' time, you may not want these thick eyebrows and we can thin them out. What are your suggestions as far as finding a reputable cosmetic tattooist? What are you looking for and any red flags that have you walking back out the door? Hygiene, making sure that it's registered. It's a registered cosmetic tattoo business with the council. Every cosmetic tattooist is supposed to be registered with the council. They could work out a 10 different salons. However, if they own different council areas, they have to be registered. And that should be up on your wall, certificates showing that you've done as many as you can, and photos. You've got to be able to present photos that people like the look up and don't do the same eyebrow for each person. Like they go onto your website and they see exactly the same photo over and over and over again. Every expert on our show has to confirm or bust a myth at the end of the episode. So here is yours. You have to shave off your natural eyebrows before having cosmetic tattooing done. True or false? That is completely false. Where would that have come from? Is this something that used to happen? (laughs) Yeah, I think something like that originated around the Philippines or something around there, Asia. So it was a look that was trying to be achieved. Yeah. So the thing is the hair growth balance can be a major factor to consider when we're actually mapping our brows. So if your client has one brow that is higher and one that is lower, then obviously you are going to have to try and remove a fraction of hair just to balance it. You will have to make the higher brow lower and the lower brow higher in order to be in the middle and create the symmetry that we all want. Lisa, thank you for joining us on New Beauty to get us up to speed on cosmetic tattooing. Thank you so much for having me. 
And if you're after something else to listen to today, why not check out Mamma Mia's pop culture podcast, The Spill. They recently did a deep dive about inventing Anna, the Netflix series everyone's obsessed with, including me. And they discuss behind the scenes moments and give insight into why some characters did and didn't have the names of their real life inspirations. Do you think it's interesting that they changed Jessica Pressler's name in the series to Vivian Kent, even though they kept so much of her story in, because they were really worried about people thinking that Vivian, with some of her flaws, was Jessica, like they really wanted to protect her. But with Rachel, not only had they used her full name in the series, they also used her same area that she lived in, her same backstory, the place that she worked. It's all completely her story, but it's definitely skewered that she comes out as the villain almost from the outset she's just painted as this kind of like opportunistic hanger on her there for the good times not so much the bad i was obviously going to town like they didn't even change her name rah, rah, rah. and then i was like oh they also kept neff's name and casey's as well that was probably strategic like so they could say we kept neff's name and rachel's we didn't just keep rachel's but the difference is that neff and casey come out of this looking quite good in our poor friend That's rachel the key does not Find that right now in your favourite podcast app. Did you know just by listening to Mamma Mia or clicking on our website, you are helping support girls in schools in some of the most disadvantaged countries in the world through Mamma Mia's partnership with Room to Read. We're currently funding 300 girls in school every day and our aim is to get to 1,000. Thanks for listening. I'm Shazzy Hunt. Our show producer is Michaela Floriano. And tomorrow, Erin and Lee will be back in your ears with beauty news. See you later.